This is episode 106 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we'll be talking about the fact that God created national parks with Lindsay Wheely. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, I am so glad that you are here because today we have an awesome guest, Lindsay, and she is going to be talking about the blessings and the many ways that we can see God through national parks. And in fact, I want to stop and thank Natalie. She is one of our regular listeners, and she made a request that we reach out to a Christian ministry in national parks to have them on our podcast. And as a result, we are blessed to have Lindsay. And we want to encourage you, if you have a topic that you think would be fun and educational, to also uh, reach out to us and share it for our podcast. Um, In addition, we want to point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you'll find other faith and travel resources, including resources to book your next travel retreat uh, with your Christian friends or colleagues. But without further ado, Lindsay Wheelie has a passion for seeing God's creation through national parks and coaching young adults. Having served with the organization, a Christian ministry in national parks in 2007, specifically at Glacier National Park, she is now one of its board members. She continues to make time to explore God's creation with her husband and her two-year-old, Barrett Montana. Hey, Lindsay, how's it going? Hey, great. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yes, we're very excited to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience with national parks. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, I'm on the board of directors with the Christian Ministry in the National Parks. Um, I first became involved in 2007 when I worked with this ministry in Glacier National Park. Um, And so now, one of the perks is being on the board of direction board of directors is that we get to meet in national parks together uh, every year. And so this year we're excited to be able to take our son to Rocky Mountain National Park in September. That's super exciting. And you've gotten to visit a few national parks over the years. What has been your favorite? I think my favorite. I have to say definitely Glacier National Park because that is where I worked and I absolutely love that park. Um, When I was 17, my dad actually took me on a trip to visit Yellowstone National Park and Glacier National Park. And due to that, my husband actually fell in love with the national parks. Um, And so, and sharing that passion, he actually proposed and we got engaged in Yellowstone National Park. And then since then have been able to bring our son back to Yellowstone National Park. So as much as I love Glacier, Yellowstone really um, has a lot of special meaning, just having that domino effect of my dad introducing me, my husband and I have that connection with getting engaged there and then being able to show our son Yellowstone is really special. Yellowstone is like, I don't remember if it's 22 million acres or something like that. But what is your favorite part of Yellowstone? Definitely going to Old Faithful Lodge 
And that is where that area is so great because there's many hikes in Yellowstone that you can go to and really do some serious hiking. But really anybody can go to where Old Faithful Lodge is. They have a boardwalk, which is a very simple walk. And you can walk through all of the geysers and actually see um, Old Faithful Geyser go off its, its set times. And so that's a very big tourist attraction. And that's just one way in that park that God really shows up because you don't see geysers on a normal day. And so getting to see them, I remember when I went to Yellowstone for the first time, I was just in awe of how is this here? How is this formed? It's, you know, there's a God that's bigger than we can imagine when you get to lay your eyes on something like that. And there's Buffalo walking around and it's just really incredible. Uh, yes, I am very thankful that uh, we have preserved places like that so that we can see creation and its beauty and without a little less traffic. And, you know, it's just it's amazing. Do you know, I know with COVID, it's probably different in every state, but are national parks currently open? Yeah, they are currently open. And what I would recommend people to do with COVID, I think we're leading into this summer, which is the busy season in national parks, I think we're headed into a much better direction than we were a year ago. But I would just mm -hmm. encourage people to log on to the National Park Service website or the, the park that you want to visit and just check out those pr COVID protocols in advance. Um, because I think there are some limited um, entry into the park and that sort of thing, but they are open. So I would just make sure you check in advance and kind of make your plans before heading into the park. That makes sense. So what makes national parks so special to you? Oh man, I think they are so special to me because God is everywhere in the national parks. You know, you hear people say when they go on vacation, it's their last day of vacation and they say, well, tomorrow back to reality. For my husband and I, back to reality is when we start our vacation in a national park. Um, you know, we get so bogged down in our lives, unfortunately, with stress of our jobs, with money, with everything going on. Social media creates so much noise. But when you go into a national park, Matthew eleven twenty eight says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And national parks, they're emotional for me. When we land into a national park, I feel like I can let go of all of the stress. And there's something big in that because when you get to a national park, nothing in it is the man-made part, the materialistic things. All of the stress that we carry around isn't there. It's just God. It's just you sitting in the midst of his creation. And for us, when we leave a national park, Another verse that comes to mind is Psalm 43, which is, he put a new song in my mouth and a hymn of praise to our God. We leave the national parks feeling so reset and refreshed. And for us, it's just something that we need to do as a family to kind of reset, bring ourselves and our focus back to God every year and seeing all of his creation and his national parks and how he shows up everywhere is just very special, very calming, and it really, again, puts your focus back into what's important in life, and it's God putting him at the center. 
Yes, uh, I agree. And it, that song of praise is totally a mindset that I walk away with any time I'm in creation, national parks, or just any time in nature. But for those of us that really struggle to flip that switch from um, going back to reality as being work and that bogged down life to um, having reality be in God's presence, what tips or advice might you have for them? You know, we find a lot working in our ministry that people oftentimes in the national parks are there because they are burdened and they're searching for something. And the biggest tip I have would be to go to the national parks. If you can't go to a national park, just go in nature. Sometimes for me, it is in order to block out all the noise, I just go for a walk in the woods and just sit on a tree stump or in the leaves or just sit in nature where it's quiet. And sometimes you don't even have to speak or pray but just sit and meditate and listen. And sometimes all it takes is 10 minutes or 30 minutes sitting with God, especially out in nature and his creation away from man's creation to kind of help reset yourself and get your focus back to God and a place where you can start singing those praises again. Yeah, it's definitely being in nature, even if you don't have an agenda to just relax, um, can really, I, I know that it, there's the science that has researched this and I don't know the facts for sure, but I know that science has shown that it really does reduce stress levels. It really does calm us. And not only that, from a spiritual standpoint, it can really help us reconnect with God too. Absolutely. I wanted to mention, if you haven't seen it, or any of our listeners haven't seen it, there's a film by Ken Burns called The National Parks, America's Best Idea. And mm -hmm. it's about, it's uh, the definition or kind of the explanation of, of the film is the most special places in the nation should be preserved, not for royalty or the rich, but for everyone. And it really embodies the fact that Thank goodness we did preserve these national parks, a place for us to go, a place for us to find rest. And what I think is God's most beautiful creation, that man didn't build houses all over it and put things up, but we really preserved this in a place for us to go. And so I feel like I can't help but think that God's hand was in that decision to preserve these national parks. And he wants us to go there and find him and rest. Mm, yes, that's a good image of how God has preserve those places and it's such a blessing that he has and because he's preserved because we've been blessed to have this preservation how have you personally seen God through national parks you know what I feel like God is everywhere um Something that's so amazing to me is when I lived in Glacier National Park, you know, I was there for a summer. I was there for about four months, and our team got pretty serious at hiking. We would hike 13 to 21 miles sometimes each week. Um, and what was so amazing to me is, you know, we may hike that far and only see two to four people, maybe no people on a path. And then you're sitting in front of a huge 
waterfall. We even saw a lynx once walking through the woods. And you just realize it's another kind of, like I said, back to reality that when we are at home, we are stressed in our jobs. We carry so much stress with us on a daily basis. And when you, when you can put yourself out in God and see him and see his creation, you think, while I'm at work and I'm stressed, this waterfall is still flowing. Here it is. It's peaceful. And it really kind of switches your mindset to know what's important in life. Because when you're in the national parks, you don't need much. Um, when I worked in the national parks myself, I made $6 an hour and had never been happier in my life because that $6 an hour provided me to have everything that I need. It paid my rent for my log cabin. I could get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and some trail mix, throw it in my backpack and be on my way to explore God's creation. And it's really amazing when we can put ourselves in God's creation, how at peace we are with so little. And then we move back to all of the material things and social media and work and um, things with family and, and, and everything, you know, it's that what I call noise that kind of clouds that. Um, and so I just feel like God really shows up in the national parks by just displaying. I think that's what, what he wants. I don't think he wants us to live in a world where we're stressed and clouded by noise. Um, his, his creation and what he is is so simple. If you'll just put yourself in that and give your time to do it, I find personally, that's where I find true happiness. Are you looking for a faith-based resource for your next travel adventure? Look no further than the Ultimate Travel Kit. This kit includes activities and supplies for large group, small group, and individual travel devotions. It is great for ages high school through retired adults, and it is very easy for leaders to incorporate around any travel itinerary. For more information, go to christiantravelers.net forward slash ultimate travel kit. Can you tell us what you did at a Glacier when you were working and living there? Yeah, so I'd love to tell you a little bit about a Christian ministry in the national parks. Yeah. Um, so a Christian ministry in the national parks is actually a grassroots student-led ministry that began in Yellowstone National Park in 1951 with the dream of providing Christian community for people working in, living in, and visiting in what was the first national park in the world. So today, ACMMP lives its mission by sending roughly 200 ministry team members to 75 locations and 25 national parks all the way from Alaska to the Virgin Islands. So roughly 30,000 people get to worship together with ACMMP services every year by experiencing God, by seeing firsthand that nothing compares to the inspiration that comes from worshiping God, our creator, and the beautiful outdoors. So when I worked in Glacier National Park, this was really... Um, I was working in a gift shop. So a Christian ministry in the national parks will set you up with a job. It's part of their placement, set you up in a job, um, working in a national park, and then you lead worship services on Sundays with your team members. And so in Glacier, I actually worked in a gift shop and I worked six days a week 
or I'm sorry, five days a week. And then we would lead worship on Sundays and then we would have the day off on Mondays to go explore the park. That sounds like a lot of fun. And were you working in like the gift shop with your teammates or were they kind of spread out with different jobs throughout the park? Yeah, they were spread out through different jobs as well. Um, There was a little um, cafe next door that two of our team members were servers in the cafe. There was a gas station across the street that one person worked at the gas station. And there was also a little grocery store. And one of the team members worked in the grocery store. So we were spread out, but definitely close enough to where we kind of all went to work together at the same time and got off at the same time too. That's fun. And so were you guys witnessing to the other people that were there or what were your like ACM and responsibilities throughout the week? Yeah. So our main responsibility was the Sunday worship services In Glacier National Park at that time, we actually did three services per day. We did a couple locations in the morning, um, and then we did another one in the evening. But I'll tell you what, one thing I didn't realize going into it is that witness factor was going to be huge because there were a lot of people we worked with that weren't Christians. And so I think my favorite part, and it was so unexpected, was just being able to be a witness to other people that were there. And there were a lot of times where people who were interested in God, you know, knew who we were and they would come to our services and participate. They, we were a lot able to invite them to come hiking with us and just answer any questions and really just set that example for how we walk in life and able, you know, that kind of naturally led into conversations about how they can bring God into their life. And uh, for our listeners, I just want to point out, um, definitely consider getting involved with ACMNP, but in your general travels, um, you can use that mindset too. You can use that um, conversation starter that we are traveling as Christians to the grocery store. We're traveling as Christians to a park nearby. Uh, We're traveling as Christians to the national park and if you use that as your reason for being there it does open a lot of those windows for conversation as well so if someone wants to get involved with acmnp how can they go about doing that the best way they can always reach out to me Uh, the best way is to go to our website it's acmnp.com we have a list of all the different national parks that we serve in And we have stories from people who have served, and it's a great way to just kind of check us out and feel that out. And the the ministry I talked about that's in the National Parks leading the worship services is actually called Park Life. But we also do what's called impact trips. And this is sort of new with ACMMP, but uh, for example, my husband, ACMMP is partnered with a company called Guywire. And they, they are actually going to co-sponsor a men's trip to Zion National Park this September that my husband's going to. And ACMP also has an impact trip called Women in the Wilderness. And they are going to Hot Springs National Park in Arkansas this fall. So if anybody was interested in doing an impact trip with men or women, those are two ways to get involved if you didn't feel like you had the time to. 
uh, spend an entire summer in a national park. That's really cool. Um, and if someone um, is just wanting to go experience national parks, how do you recommend uh, or where to start for that? So one thing I would do if you're going to, you know, I live in Nashville. So if we are going to go out west to a, to a national park, that's something that you want to plan about a year in advance. Um, you can go to the national park website, click the national park that you want to go to and read all about it. But I think planning out your trip is very important. There's so much to see. And so I think planning in advance is very important. You know, there's some smaller national parks like Mammoth Cave in Kentucky or in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And those you can probably pop in anytime. But if you're really wanting to do some serious hiking, I would say do your research in advance plan your lodging a year in advance. Even campsites and national parks can fill up pretty quick. So that's something to just look into depending on which national park you're going to, um, to make sure you don't get all the way there and, and have no place to stay or not sure where exactly you want to go. Um, another piece of advice I would say is spend time there. You know, I cringe a little bit when people say, we're going to Yellowstone, we're just going to pass through for a day. And really to see the national park, if you were there, I would say for, you know, some national parks out west, you really almost need a week to, to see everything um, if you're just passing through. You know, you certainly can do that and drive through. But really, if you want to really experience God's creation, get out and do some hiking, enjoy yourself while you're there. You deserve it. And is there anything else, any other tips or advice you want to share with our audience? You know, the last thing I would say is don't wait, go to the national parks. You know, we even have, as you mentioned in the beginning, a two-year-old son. And so we're very limited in what we can do in the national parks, but we're still taking him and introducing him. Even if it's toddling along on, on a small path, it's just about being in nature being together as a family and introducing him to national parks. I mentioned that my father introduced me to my first national park. And so we want to do the same for our son. But I have so many friends and family that say, oh, I'd love to go to Yellowstone one day, or we'd love to do that one day. Don't wait because we're never promised tomorrow. Our health is never promised in the future. And so I know in our own family, we practice in the mindset of we prepare in advance financially for each trip we want to go on and really make that a big part of our life to go and experience the national parks and not wait and do it someday, but do it now while you have the chance. I promise you won't be disappointed. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm currently working on planning a trip to the Grand Canyon with my brother this summer, and we'll have to take some of that advice to heart. Awesome. I love it. I've been there one time before and it's just gorgeous. Oh, yes. Well, Lindsay, one of the questions I always like to ask um, individuals who are on our show, what has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels? You know, I think as someone who walks in faith, you've learned that God shows up in the biggest ways when we least expect it. And for me, my biggest God moment 
I didn't even realize it at the time, but it's when I was 17 years old and my dad, who is now passed, took me to my first national parks. He introduced me to them, which was, as I mentioned, Yellowstone and Glacier National Park. And at the time when I was a teenager, I didn't know how big of an impact that trip would have on my entire life. I was 17, loved the parks, and 10 years later, I got the opportunity, thanks to ACMMP, that was my ticket to go work in a national park, which was really my dream. Now I am blessed to be on the board of directors and very involved with um, being involved with this incredible ministry, but also getting to explore the national parks. And so that was my biggest God moment. Like I said, I didn't know it at the time, but I think my dad taking me to the national parks was God planting that seed in me and my desire to be involved with this ministry, get to see the national parks and Every time I'm in a national park, not only do I see God, but I see my dad, because without him, I would not have really had the love and appreciation for national parks like I do now. And it's great to be able to introduce that to my son, and hopefully he'll be able to carry that on with his family one day as well. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing how God has really uh, just worked that passion in your life, and especially through your father. Well, Lindsay, we have really enjoyed having you on the podcast. How can our listeners connect with you outside of this episode? Well, I love talking about national parks and ACMNP, so anybody is welcome to reach me. The easiest way is through email. It's just lindsaywheely at gmail.com. And if our listeners want to learn more about ACMNP, where can they go again? Just go to our website at acmnp.com. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to have links uh, and information below so that you guys can check that all out. Lindsay, we have really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing about national parks. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christian Travelers, for listening, and I hope that you have been inspired by Lindsay to go visit some national parks. They're definitely a great place to go connect with God and see his creation. It's a blessing that they've been preserved, and there's always one uh, nearby that you can go visit. So take an adventure. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider checking out episode 102, What Makes Yellowstone Unique with Natalie Ogborn. She has some unique tips and advice. And again, if you enjoyed this episode or have other ideas, um, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at christiantravelersnetwork at gmail.com. Also consider subscribing and leaving a review. Uh, One of our listeners left this review and said it's such a good perspective. As a traveler, outdoor enthusiast, and a Christian, it's been good for me to listen to conversations about how God uses, even calls us to travel. I appreciate the information, the conversation, and the perspective. We thank uh, Natalie for leaving that review, and our goal this year is to reach 100 reviews by the end of 2021 so that more people can be engaged with our content. If you have a friend, an aunt, an uncle, a neighbor down the street to that you can share this with and encourage them to also leave a review, that would be appreciated. Thank you guys so much for listening and until next time, safe travels and God bless.